0: Why not just get back to educating, reading, and writing, and telling the kids to quit eating their boogers in kindergarten and not talking about gender identity? I always talk about black helicopters, right? And I feel like the black helicopters are are slightly circling around on this bill because... Black helicopters and boogers. Just another day
1: in the Wyoming legislature. Here we go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another incredible installment of Weekend Update. From very high above all the puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, Firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the Cowboy State Politics Northern Command Studio in Sheridan, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program. We begin this morning with a birthday wish for a very special person in my life. Happy birthday, Christine. I've actually got a very special day planned for her. We're going to run up the mountain to the cabin, and that poor lady has no idea what she's in for. Birthday party, a little cake, some very cool presents. It's going to be a great time. See, in my family, birthdays are kind of a bigger thing than Christmas. If you've been listening to Cowboy State Politics for any length of time, you'll remember our Christmas specials where I tell you all the time that on Christmas, it's not your birthday So, in my family, birthdays are kind of a bigger deal than is Christmas. So, it's going to be a good afternoon, and I can't wait to get to it. But before we do that, a couple of things that I've been dying to tell you about. Of course, we're going to talk about the morons on the Education Committee. But first, something I haven't been able to do for a very long time. Cue the spooky Frontier Republican music. Oh, I know what you're feeling, my friends. It has been way too long since we've been able to talk about the Frontier Republicans. In case you're unfamiliar, this group, the Frontier Republicans, isn't that such a quaint name? They were formed by none other than Frontier Pinocchio Joe McGinley and Gail Simmons. There were a few others, Doug Campbellin and Tom Lubnow over in Gillette, but basically these were the folks that were all bent out of shape when they lost control of the Wyoming Republican Party and were kicked out of office by actual conservatives. The reason why they lost power is um, they weren't conservative at all, and they were found out. And actual conservatives got elected. Frontier Joe McGinley was kind of out on his ear, even though he remained a state committee man for quite some time. He might still be one. I'm not quite sure. Uh, But anyway, they lost power, and they were really bummed out about it. So they started this group called the Frontier Republicans, and they said that they were advocating for civility and... And coming together and unity and all of that stuff that you hear all of these redcoats say all of the time that we have to be more civil and we have to have unity when really what they mean is you need to do it our way. These are the folks that refer to all of us as right-wing extremists, the never-Trumpers, the pro-Liz Cheney wing of the Wyoming Republican Party. They're the folks that just believe that they're conservative and they've been hiding out in the Republican Party for years for so long that they actually think that they are conservative regardless of what all of their policies say. Crossover voting, pro-abortion. If you remember correctly during the special session almost all of these folks were the pro-vaccine, pro-mask mandate crowd. Real freedom and individual liberty type stuff. Have I mentioned that most of the time, they're all full of crap anyway? But their big thing is civility. We all just have to get along. But always, in the same breath, you'll hear them refer to all of us as right-wing extremists. In fact, at the very first meeting of the Frontier Republicans, which was held down in Cheyenne in the Capitol building about three years ago, they came right out and said, we're the Frontier Republicans, we're all about civility, and everybody else they're a bunch of cockroaches or at least that's what they meant here's pinocchio joe mcginley explaining exactly what he means by civility you need to turn
0: the lights on when there's a problem in a in a dark small room you turn the lights on and you see what is away we are that light right in front of you we are the frontier republicans
1: turn the lights on and see what runs away lately we haven't heard a whole heck of a lot from the frontier republicans it's almost as if they completely ditched their name because they kind of did after the beatdown that Wyoming voters gave them in the last election. They're still around and every once in a while they crop up in the Wyoming media. One recent example was Susan Stubson and her dumb article about Christian nationalism that was picked up by national news outlets. And recently, Frontier Republican founder Gail Simmons had a very nice fluff piece in that serious journalism outfit, Wildfile. And I have to tell you, my friends, it's just great. In an article by Maggie Mullen entitled, Gail Simmons Wants You to Vote, access to the ballot box is the one true equality in the United States, according to Simmons, so she set out to build an informed Wyoming electorate. Let me just give you the opening of this thing. And I quote, Gail Simmons was taught by her parents that she must always do two things whenever possible, give blood and vote. Low hemoglobin levels have often kept the Sheridan resident from the former, but Simmons has yet to miss an election. She doesn't remember much from that first cast ballot in 1974, but she recalls a feeling from the elections that followed. Quote, It wasn't like, oh, I've got to do this or the world's going to cave in or whatever, Simmons said. It was just this feeling that it was important. Simmons' perfect voting record won't surprise anyone who knows her personally and those who simply know her as a fixture of the legislative committee meetings. She's made a reputation for herself as a one-woman civics machine from creating a voter education nonprofit to pulling up stakes for Cheyenne each legislative session to write a blog about the lawmaking process. Quote, her vision to educate people on issues and candidates is unparalleled, really, in the state right now, said Jen Lowe, executive director of the Equality State Policy Center, a nonpartisan group dedicated to state government transparency and accountability. Quote She genuinely wants the public to understand how government works and how important it is to have an understanding of the mechanics of governance. End quote. Evidently, I've got Gail Simmons all wrong. She's a regular humanitarian. Barf. It's interesting that this puff piece came out right before the Sheridan County GOP held an election to fill a county commissioner's seat. I'm sure that had nothing to do with it. Really, what this thing is, is an attempt to blow up Gail Simmons to give her more of a platform to influence that county commissioner's election in Sheridan County. Though it didn't work. Here's the real kicker from Wildfile, and I quote, It's the kind of approach one can see in Simmons' own work. Her blogging and voter education efforts are strictly nonpartisan. Despite the fact that she's a lifelong Republican and currently a GOP precinct committee woman in Sheridan County, end quote, the last thing that Gail Simmons is, is nonpartisan. She is, after all, one of the founding members of the Frontier Republicans. When she's in Cheyenne, she testifies at nearly every committee meeting that she could possibly be at, and she advocates for things like crossover voting and claims that we don't have any election problems. On just about every issue, Gail Simmons ends up on the left side of things. She's twice run against Representative Mark Jennings and got beaten handily both times. During the last election, she was involved in a fraudulent voter education effort in which she tried to convince people to vote against certain precinct members and then put a paid-for notice on the bottom of it that led you to believe it was paid for by the Republican Party. The list of her litany of leftist activities goes on and on. The last thing that lady is is nonpartisan. Moving on. Here's the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Wyoming really is one big small town with really long streets. So whether you grew up in Casper or Cheyenne or Little Buffalo or even some smaller place like Tensleep, all of us completely and sometimes unconsciously understand what is meant when we say we grew up in a small town. Small towns stick together. And when somebody needs our help, we gladly give it. Though we may disagree with them on just about everything When someone's in need, people that live in a small town don't hesitate. Well, there's someone that we all know, or at least we've all heard of, that really needs our help. And I want you for five minutes to set politics aside and don't even think about it. Senator John Barrasso's wife, Bobby, is not doing well at all. We all know, or at least we can imagine, what John Barrasso is going through right now. So I'm going to ask you to do something that is probably going to be hard for some of you. But I want you to put politics aside. Remember that we all grew up in a small town. And I want you to send him an email and tell him that you're thinking about him and that you're praying for him and his family. Most of you know that I'm not the biggest John Barrasso fan out there. But what I'm asking you to do is pretty simple. Put politics aside, send him an email, and just tell him that you're praying for him. You can worry about the politics later. To make it easy for you, I put a link with his email address on it at the website on the show content tab. So please do that for me. After the break, the boogers on the education committee. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, an absolutely obscene profit timeout. Weekend Update is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for any type of metal structure, be it a barn or a roping arena or a giant warehouse or even something as small as a garage on your property, the two guys you need to talk to are Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Every Saturday morning while I'm preparing weekend update, the one thing that goes through my mind more than any other is hot wings. Hot wings from the Wing it food truck. They make the most incredible wings in the state of Wyoming, and it's not just hot wings. They have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're incredible. The way that you can figure out where that truck is going to be is go to their Facebook page, The Wing It Food Truck, and they always post their schedule there. That way, you can plan your entire week around where that truck is going to be. That's The Wing It Food Truck. Sometimes, when summer draws to a close, all of us lament and say, ah, it was a good vacation, but unfortunately it's over. The reality is, my friends, that your vacation is just beginning. School, that is. Yes, the time when all of those cretins go to school to learn things like reading, writing, and arithmetic, and you are left with almost an entire day of peace. A true vacation. There's lots of places that you can go when the kids are off to school, and you want to look your best while you're doing it. I suggest that you contact the Bombshell Studio. Christine Sturdivant is the only Redken specialist in the Sheridan area, and she's an expert at everything from just a quick trim to a full-on color job. If you want to look your best, give Christine a call. Her phone number is 307-752-4844. That's the Bombshell Studio. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the black helicopters that are circling the education committee. The trouble with a lot of these interim committees is all of the bills that they're discussing rarely get published on the website. So it's very difficult for you and I to figure out what exactly these jokers are talking about. But the last education committee that was held earlier this week, the topic of parental rights came up. Now, for most of us Wyoming citizens, that's pretty easy. Parents are the boss and the teachers are the employees. But that is not how some members of the Wyoming Legislature's Education Committee look at things. In fact, Representative Landon Brown, by the way, it's been way over 900 days since Landon Brown agreed to an interview on Cowboy State Politics and then didn't show up. But in the last Education Committee, while they were discussing parental rights, Landon Brown posited an interesting theory about your relationship to the government when it comes to schools. Apparently, he thinks that once you drop the little kiddo off at the school, well, it's the school that's the parent, not you. Here he is
0: saying it. Thank you. And, and actually, this would probably be for any one of you three. And, and I'm, um, I've heard it a couple of times today, and it, so I guess I've been kind of biting my tongue on whether or not I wanted to bring it up. But have any of you ever heard of the term in loco parentis? Okay, so in loco parentis, um, basically, what we look at when we take our kids to school, and what it is, is it's it's a Latin term that says in place of a parent, and it it actually requires that a teacher, a teacher's aide, principal, janitor, anybody in an in an authoritative state that has control over a student in education that they would act in a responsible way that any prudent um, parent would in place of a parent. So that's where a lot of this comes down to. And I actually just learned this. Right. So my my wife is a school nurse, and I actually was just interestingly enough, uh, given this information two days ago, where the school nurses from across the state are meeting uh, just outside here at Little America, and they gave me some of their feedback on this bill. And their immediate reaction was, we don't need this because so much of this is already done.
1: Huh. In place of a parent. If you take what Representative Landon Brown is saying to its logical conclusion, then the school ought to be able to do anything with your child that they see fit. Now, again, we don't have a bill to read to figure out exactly what they're talking about. The only thing we can go off of is what they say. But the bill, basically, as I understand it, would restrict the school from instructing your children on sexuality in grades kindergarten through third grade. First, I'm absolutely flabbergasted that we have to have this discussion whether or not somebody else should be teaching your kids sexuality But second, that Landon thinks that the janitor replaces the parent when kids are at school is absolutely astounding, and that he would invoke this in reference to the teaching of sexuality to elementary school students shows you what a Democrat this guy actually is. So let me ask you just one question, Landon. If the school is the parent when kids are at school, why is it then that they can't be given an aspirin without the parent's permission? Or, and this one's even more demonstrative, the school isn't even allowed to give a diabetic student a tablespoon of honey if they're having a low blood sugar event without the parent's permission. Think about that for just one second. As you all know, I relate a lot of things to diabetes because, well, I'm a diabetic. And if you didn't know, a low blood sugar event is potentially fatal to anybody that has diabetes. So if the parent hasn't signed off on it, a diabetic child cannot be given something that would take them out of a life-threatening situation. But I thought the school was the parent, Landon. The truth is, the school is not the parent, nor the janitor, nor the administrator. Parents are. And if a parent says that they don't want their kid to be taught sexuality when they're a kindergartner, that's their prerogative, not the school's. Wyoming already has a parental rights law that was passed six years ago. It very clearly says that parents have the right to make decisions on behalf of their children, not the government, and certainly not Landon Brown. I think you could probably sum up the entire committee meeting with what Senator Bo Bightman said about the whole situation. Why not
0: just get back to educating, reading, and writing, and telling the kids to quit eating their boogers in kindergarten and not talking about gender identity?
1: exactly right well that'll about do it for today's installment of weekend update have a good rest of your weekend and we'll talk again on monday during morning reload for now from the base of the big at the cowboy state politics northern command studio in sheridan wyoming i'm david iverson and this is the one and only cowboy state politics